This is Nuance Radio. But your cats and dogs, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and... Like milking cats? Milking cats. I'm sure that would go over very well. Nuance Radio invites you to join the conversation that has come to be known as One Bloke Went to Mo. Welcome, welcome. This is One Bloke Went to Mo, a program that leaves you with more questions than answers, really. Um, we got local news and events from West Plains, Missouri, and also from the Forest of Dean and a wider area of Gloucestershire over in England, where I come from. With me, as ever, is Victoria. Victoria, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah? Have you had a nice week? I have, actually. Yeah? Yeah, it's been a pretty good week. Did you buy anything exciting? I did. Did you? What did you get? I got a new scooter. Ooh. (laughs) Brand new. I have seen it. I know, right? It's nice. (laughs) Yeah, she drove it to uh, the recording. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It, when I say new, new, it's I'm the first owner. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. You bought it with three miles on the clock. Is that it? I think it had two point five on it just for you know their little <laughs> test drive. It's and so then, precise. Yeah, I was. <laughs> they did their little test scoot around with it, and mm-hmm. you know, I've I've just been putting teeny bits because it's been cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're, you're breaking it in, you said, right? Yes, it has to go through the break-in period. Right, right. Doing everything by the book. For this, yes. Yes. You're very proud of it, aren't you? I am. It <laughs> makes me smile to look at it. You should be. You know, one of the funny things uh, I discovered in America that doesn't happen in England is when you buy a new vehicle, people come up and congratulate you, don't they? They do, actually. Yeah, Even if it's say, a used car and you buy it, they're like, oh, that's awesome. You wouldn't do that in England. Why it, not? It, it's, <laughs> you know, you bought it. I mean, I I don't know. You had the money and you bought it, and that doesn't seem like something worth congratulating someone about. I, I guess it's a culture thing because people yeah. in the States are very dependent on the vehicle they have to get around Mm -hmm. so i suppose it's a sign of you know you're a working member of society hopefully and therefore i'm congratulating you on your achievement of buying this vehicle yeah because the sentiment that they're going for i think so it's like hey good for you you got Mm -hmm. a giant machine right and you can get around with it so you don't have to depend on someone else i suppose Mm. it's so interesting anyway it's it was a, a big shock to me when I first came across that. Anyway, in um, other news, uh, you'll be glad to know the lockdown is over. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Yeah, uh, there was a bear on the loose. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, the bear from uh, what the St. Louis Zoo. <laughs> yeah, St. Louis oh, Zoo. Oh, that guy. He's, he's got, got out, he's got out twice in in the in the past months apparently. Oh, apparently, yeah, he's yeah. got a record one more time, and then there's something suspicious with that bear. Yeah, big old Ben, the four year old bear, and uh, he got out of St. Louis Zoo, which is in the in, in the heart of the city, really. Um, wow. And uh, he was on the loose for about fifty minutes before they uh, put a dart <laughs> in his rear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope he enjoyed his little 
run around. Mm-hmm. And now he's having a nice nap. Yes, probably <laughs> so, got a headache. So, kids, it's safe to go back outside. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what are you talking about this week? Okay, so this week, you know how we always talk about homesteading stuff. Mm-hmm. And I figured it would be good for me to mention some of the sources that people can use to get more detailed information about the things we talk about. And I've got several books here with me that I'm going to mention. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So I'll give little tidbits out of each one so you know what exactly you're looking at. So some book reviews coming up. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, I have to admit, I'm sounding chirpy, but uh, I'm actually in mourning because, uh, you know, my favorite team, Liverpool, lost 5-2 to Real Madrid this week. Ouch. And they, they were leading 2-0 within 15 minutes, and then they conceded five goals. It was so embarrassing. Oh, I don't know. My. Yeah, I what, know. What do you think What do you think happened? I mean, if you were to I don't know. theorize. I don't know. I think they're just tired and lazy, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky, though, that I have uh, Rich and Nick over in England that I'm uh, now in a group chat with, and... Uh, we we can consolidate each other or con- no we can console each other console, console each other yeah um, consolidate your woes consolidate our woes <laughs> there you go so speaking of which uh, Rich in uh, Chester over in England he's he's a now a uh, loyal listener and um, he he writes in saying that uh, he heard us talking about Hornby train sets a while back um, and he just came across a magazine. Uh, made by Hornby. This wow. is the you know the model uh, trains. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, Hornby magazine still going strong. I guess that there's a, uh, a free 32 page pullout uh, to do with the Flying Scotsman. That's awesome. Which is a uh, famous steam train. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so thanks, Rich, for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Um, He's also telling me about a comedy festival that he goes to in Wales um, because I've been doing a little poll of my friends to see which are their favorite stand-up comedians because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you and I were at Wages Brewery this week, weren't we? Yes. And I uh, got talking to Phil, the owner, and thinking about putting on a show to do with like my favorite stand-up comedians. So... Not a stand-up comedy show, but more like a, a mini history of the life of a particular comedian with some clips of the different shows that they've done. It's a good idea. Yeah, I think so. So uh, I've just been asking my friends over there who their favorite comedians are. And um, a lot of similarities, but um, quite a few that I've never heard of. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I've got some more research to do. Yes, research. And that's the best kind of research. <laughs> <laughs> the kind you get to laugh at. Yeah, exactly. Well, as you know, uh, this week uh, I've been to four nights of rehearsal uh, down at the Avenue Theatre. Congrats. Yes, and uh, they're now taking you on. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for uh, him to get back to me. So okay. probably by the time this comes out, I will have made contact. Well, he gave me a script to give to you. Excellent. So that's more solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And going to be playing the part of one of the British girls. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh, no. Let this be your training. Oh, 
boy, mm-hmm. I'm going to make an <laughs> idiot of myself. At least they'll laugh. Well, the crew down there, the, the cast, I should say, uh, all very friendly and supportive. Okay, so, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Great bunch to be around, actually. Um, in fact, we may have one of them on next week. Ooh, surprises. Uh, a little interview, yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Love having interviews. Yes. Um, she's actually a small business owner, uh, this actor, and um, she wants to tell us all about her small business. I love it. As well as maybe maybe some of her acting career. Okay, yeah, awesome. So. Uh, sad news, of course, in the UK, I just have to start off with, um, they're all being forced to eat cheese pizza, but with no tomato sauce. Why? Um, because there's a shortage of tomatoes, um, and lettuce in England right now. Well, I have a book here that can teach you how to grow 15 pounds of tomatoes in your container garden on your back porch. So awesome. Make your own. That's right. So that's going to lead into my thought for the day, mm. you know, because uh, England, as I may have mentioned before, imports about 70% of their food. Oh. And I think that's a bit risky. That is. That and, sounds uh, very risky. Yeah. So uh, more on that later. Okay. Over in the UK, let's go through the news. Uh, obviously, they're having kind of similar weather to us, you know, where it's uh, clear, sunny, you know, fairly dry um, but they are expecting snow in March. So In March. Is that yeah. really unusual? Well, this is that beast from the east uh, phenomenon that oh, we, uh, yeah. we're talking about. You know, they get this warm weather now, and then it gets replaced by uh, the beast from the east. Okay, then. <laughs> Whoever that might be. Yeah. So. Us. <laughs> no. No, no. We're the no. beast from the West. Yeah, the West. Yeah. I think of the East Coast and mm-hmm. that just, I just default to that. I mean, really, East is West. If you just carry on going East far enough, yeah. you become the West, don't you? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Unless you fall off the edge, of course. I mean, that is still a possibility, apparently. I guess for, so. For like 30% of the population. Hmm. How embarrassing if, uh, you know, either side... Like one side's going to be right, the other's going to be wrong. Just so embarrassing if it was the lower percentage that ended up being right. Yes. But also yeah. kind of jarring. I think I'll wait. Yeah. I think I'll wait. <laughs> As reported last week, uh, there were riots in the streets of Alvington and Elberton and Westbury on 7, you know, because they're campaigning for that uh, pedestrian crossing oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah there was a lot of people out in force apparently oh and, goodness uh, what was the number i don't know but oh, okay. a lot a lot yeah, okay a lot yeah more than a few okay definitely all right some a significant number then significant number good yes guess. and uh, a little bit heated um, oh and unfortunately it seems like the district council uh, just doesn't want to do it like you know don't have the money or whatever but uh, I thought it was interesting one of the ladies who lives in the village said you know we've already had two fatalities within like I think she said 10 years or 15 years or something but two is too many yeah right for a simple crossing you know like I said they have a crossing there at the moment but it doesn't have lights it, it doesn't have like uh, the red amber and green lights you know the oh. actual stop lights yeah it has these uh, amber kind of glowing balls that yes if you see it you kind of know that you should stop <laughs> in england right <laughs> um but 
it's not as uh, visible, let's say, as a proper traffic light. There doesn't seem to be as any as big of a consequence for going through it. I think it's just to do with visibility. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so the current one, people do accidentally not stop at it. You know, and mm. uh, I mean, the rule is if you don't see anyone waiting to cross, you can just drive straight through. But that requires you noticing people on the either side of the road. Oh, and if you're texting, and, and what if it's a small person on the way yeah. to school? Are you going to notice them? And mm. you know that's the danger. Yeah, I got you. I mean, most people will stop at a red light, but some people don't stop at these uh, zebra crossings. Yeah, or zebra crossings. <laughs> zebra zebra. <laughs> zebra zebra. Mm-hmm. In other news, the Gloucestershire waspy women. Waspy. Waspy women Waspy. are back in a new court battle over pensions. Uh, it turns out the UK government has raised the retirement age for women from something like 62 to 65. Uh, for men, it's, it's always been 65 for a long time, apparently. Um, and now, obviously, that's affected people born in, in, in a certain time frame, yeah. right? Yeah. So the people that would have been about to start receiving their pension and now have to, having to wait for another three years. Oh, and so they feel cheated. Yeah. Right? You can imagine, right? Like they're getting ready to right. retire next year and they're like, nope, just kidding. And this kind of leads into what I want to talk about later, just this idea that, it, you know, I'll, I'll talk about more of it later. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, it's just isn't necessary and i don't know why governments do it so anyway <laughs> before i get too heated yeah. <laughs> um, oh i love this story right over in bristol it's uh it it has a harbor right ships can come into uh bristol harbor they come mm. into the estuary from the irish sea and uh, the english channel and the atlantic um a lot of people would like to go swimming in the summer in the harbour, apparently. Okay. Uh, now, the water, you, you might think, would be dirty, but it's not. It's actually very clean, um, and it's managed by one of the, the um, private water companies over there. Anyway, the council has said, all right, well, if people really want to go swimming in the harbour, we better employ some lifeguards, you know, just to make sure they're okay and, you know, we better get the water tested on a regular basis just in case, you know, some pollutant gets in there, right? Um, and so they're going to do that, but they're going to charge $7 an hour for people to swim in the harbour. Now, the reason I mention this is because the headline in the Daily Express, which is where this story comes from, is fury has cancelled to charge people seven dollars an hour to swim in the seawater right but it's so misleading as a headline i think because yeah obviously they found a couple of people who don't want to have to pay to swim in the sea Uh but that's not what the council is saying the council is saying hey it's a harbor it's got ships and boats and it's kind of you know it's not the safest of places to swim so if you're going to do it, we don't want to be liable, so we're going to have some lifeguards there, and that costs money, so you're going to pay for it. Obviously, they got the rest of the coastline where they could go swimming in the sea if they want to. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of sea available in England to go swimming in. Yeah. All they're saying is, yeah, if you want to swim in this particular harbour, it's seven bucks an hour, or seven pounds an hour, right? Seven pounds an hour. <laughs> but I don't know. 
I, I just really have a thing about these newspapers that take a simple story and they exaggerate it to the point, you know, where they say people are, you know, furious about it. It's, it's oh, there's a tactic. I, I see it all the time with well, little yeah. news articles. They're like, fury! <laughs> it's like they want to get the most emotion for your initial reading mm-hmm. to just invoke stress and anger. Mm-hmm. And that sells. <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. I stopped reading the news articles that start with that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, that's a buzzword. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. It's stressful. It it overwhelms the brain emotionally for a moment, and then you're stuck sometimes in that loop. (laughs) But why do people like swimming in a harbor? I can't imagine swimming around a bunch of ships. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so I've learned uh, that there's this beautiful village... Uh, called Charfield in Gloucestershire. It's between Bristol and Gloucester, so it's on the other side of the river to um, Lydney. But anyway, they're going to get a new railway station. Yay! Uh, they haven't had one in 60 years, apparently, oh. so they're all thrilled. <laughs> now, it's a tiny little village, but uh, they're going to spend £22 million on building this railway station with two platforms and bridges and all the rest of it. And... You'll, there'll be trains going through every hour, so it'll be very easy to commute to Bristol or Gloucester. And it caught my attention because, you know, being a realtor and an investor, I think, I look at that and I think, I better buy some property there right now, <laughs> right? Because it's suddenly, given, that little village is going to grow very soon. Money brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the money part of your brain activated. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm not a financial advisor at all, and I certainly don't operate in England, but if I was over there, (laughs) I might be looking at the uh, real estate market in Charfield. I wish we had a transit system that worked really well here in the States with trains. I would love for there to be a train that would go from Tennessee, like Memphis, Tennessee, to Sykeston, to West Plains, and then Springfield, and just kind of zigzag around, because that would be nice not having to drive Mm-hmm. to springfield yeah like cool train I'll... trains are is it trains are the best way to travel in my opinion yeah i mean they already got the railway there I'm like mm-hmm. just have a quick one that follows right behind one of the csx trains or something mm-hmm. and you could just get off the train in springfield and spend your day there you know mm-hmm. they've got transport there you need a little bit of uber or just walk mm-hmm. even well, you know, and after a day out, right? I mean, you're kind of tired. Yeah, to have to drive, to drive? To have to drive another two hours back from Springfield to West Plains. It'd be much nicer to get on a train. Yeah, just ride back in the evening, take a nap on the way home. and Now, the only downside I will warn you about, because I used to ride with the buses in London all the time. I didn't have a car for like six years there. And I don't know what they're like on uh, on trains normally, but if you fall asleep... They may not spot you, and you may wake up at the end of the line. Yeah, that that's a personal problem. That's not the train <laughs> system's problem. And I tell you, if you do that on the buses in London, you end up in the middle of nowhere, on the in the suburbs, in a bus depot, and you wake <laughs> up, and you're in this huge uh, warehouse full of other double-decker buses, and there's no driver. He's he's gone home. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> is um, this speaking from personal experience or is this a he said, she said? Very personal experience, oh. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, I think I've got the title for this, the, the adult version of this podcast. You know what you did. <laughs> No, because there have been certain times in my life where, um, <laughs> where my da- where my dad has accused me of, of smoking pot because I've just done some really silly things like that. Uh-huh. So I thought, what better title than "One Bloke Went to Pot"? And I can talk, talk talk about all the sort of more. Uh, adult stories uh, related uh, embarrassing things that have oh, happened gosh. on the way. So. Just a long list. It would just be a show of, you know, make like a two-sentence statement, laughing for 15 minutes. <laughs> make another sentence that stacks on that, continue laughing for 15 minutes. <laughs> but we will see. We will see. I don't know if you've been looking at the night sky, uh, but Venus and Jupiter are hanging out next to each other. Mm, yes, I've Did, seen them. Now, I read this in a newspaper over in Gloucester, so I didn't know if it was true in West Plains or not. Uh, yes, you can see it. Um, I saw them the night before last. They were kind of hanging out by the moon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I saw them. They were the first things out in the sky, aside from the moon itself, and... Emma, she pointed out that there are stars out, and I'm like, yeah, they look like stars. Those are planets. Mm-hmm. They're they're looking at us. They're really close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. It was like a crescent moon, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then the two planets kind of in a line. Yes, they yeah. were actually lined up. One yeah. was really close to the moon. Mm-hmm. Well, appears yeah, close was, to the moon, yeah. and the the bigger one was farther down. But they actually lined up. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Another little cute story here, uh, Stella the police dog is going to be a finalist at uh, Crufts. Now, oh. Have you heard of Crufts? Yes. Oh, it's I, a dog show. It is. A, a it, big one. It is very famous, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. So, um, you know, they, they have different categories, and this is one of the, this is called the hero category, I believe. Oh, new yeah, category. All like, right. Uh, rescue dogs and things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, she's a uh, local Um to Gloucestershire, at least. So I thought I'd mention that. Fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Love that kind of stuff. In sadder news, mm. uh, the public toilets up in Cinderford and Mitchardine have had to be closed because they've been vandalized. And oh. it just made me think, I don't know, I guess the, the question I wanted to ask was, have you ever been in a public toilet or bathroom that is nice? I've been, okay. Do you know what I mean? Because they run the risk of being abused anyway. Like I, the, the one that we have at the, the park in town, that's uh-huh. always closed, right? Yes. Because people don't know, I don't know what it is about bathrooms. People don't know how to behave in public bathrooms. They lose their minds. Don't and they? With a public toilet being vandalized, I mean, I personally feel victimized having to use public toilets because of how bad they are. <laughs> As a kid, I was always mortally afraid of them. They're, you know, yeah. scary places. Don't I think. touch the seat. You got to do the hover, <laughs> the hover, hover motion. <laughs> the All hover right, strategy. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> 
Uh, final bit of news. Over in <laughs> Yate, on the other side of the river, they are starting work on a multi-million uh, care home. So again, that was my investor eye thinking, ah, again, buy some property near there. Buy so, there. But, you know, I also mention it because it's a good sign that, you know, the economy is being driven forward. You know, construction is one of those, like, real drivers of lots of other things, right? Yeah, they stack. Yeah. They do. That's a good word. Yeah, they stack. Well, how about West Plains? Well, mm. I'll sum West Plains up for most of what was going on this week. Yes. Car accidents. Oh, no. Again? <laughs> a lot. Without, we haven't had snow. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, dear. Um, one of the sadder ones or more concerning ones is that a gentleman went through the front doors of our local dollar tree oh no yes Uh, he's not injured yeah Uh, the dollar store says that the damage is superficial Uh i think when i drove by it was almost already fixed and the sad part of that is that a child was seriously injured they took him to the hospital here and then they air evac'd them to springfield so yeah thoughts and prayers and good vibes that uh, said child will recover yeah. well. Yeah, had a head injury, wasn't it? I'm not sure exactly if yeah. it was a head injury or not, but, but they said they were serious injuries. But that was when was that? Yesterday was that, that? was Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was Wednesday. Sorry, okay. yelled Yes, it was Wednesday. Right. So, you know, send your thoughts out there to that family right now. Yeah. In other light news, anybody who is looking to get chickens and ducks. The chick days are upon us in some stores, and other stores, they'll be here soon. Oh, wow. Prepare for chick days. Uh, Better get a move on. I know. Need to build a coop. Yes. Golly. Now, other fun news. Now, this is for farther down into summer, but they've announced this. The Old Time Music Ozark Heritage Festival. I got to go to that like a year or two ago, and that is fun. It's going to be June 2nd and 3rd of this year with free admission. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it's going to be um, in downtown West Plains. And what's really exciting mm-hmm. is that it's going to be the size of the event itself. They've received some grant funding, 10000 extra dollars to putting nice. the festival together, which nice. is likely going to double the size of the festival. Wow. Yes. Wow. So just that little bit of money is more than likely going to double the festival size, and that's fantastic. So it's going to the size of the festival is going to start at the Civic Center. It's going to go down Trish Knight and end at Garfield. They're going to close down Washington Avenue and Dixon to Broadway. Brilliant. So if you got more questions about that, you can go to oldtimemusic.org. Okay. And they'll have all the extra information, but that is We better exciting. post that link, yeah. Yes, we will. Okay, cool. Yeah, I love the uh, Old Time Music Festival. I mean, I've, I think I've gone most years since I've been here. I think I've and only gotten to one. They have some great musicians, um, some of which I recorded, you know, like they had the Blackberry Winter Band and people like that. It's a great event. And normally they have at least two uh, stages, one for the more traditional um, bluegrass, country, that kind of music. And another one for like the younger crowd, you know, more rock inspired yeah. stuff. And, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's all, I, I'm looking forward. I hope I get to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and make it a, a thing where I actually get to go. It's usually either the hottest weekend of the year or uh, the rainiest. It seems to work out that way, doesn't does, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Okay, so also mm-hmm. it is tax season still. People are filing their taxes. Some people are already getting their taxes in. Hang on, we got until April fifteenth, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Phew. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm just making sure they hadn't changed that. No. 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 <laughs> nowhere near it. Um. I'm bringing this up because a lot of people are already getting scam calls, scam letters, scam emails. So uh, yeah. if you do have friends or family that are more susceptible to being scammed, mm-hmm. keep an eye on them. The IRS does not call you. No, they don't. <laughs> they haven't got enough people. They they <laughs> do not call you. Um, That's why they went to the hire a few more agents. Everyone, <laughs> everyone freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't call you. Even have you if, ever tried calling them? Yes, I have. You're tried. on hold for a long, long time. I never got through to anyone. I did. I did not. They don't like me. Oh, but not for any legal reason. They just don't like me because I don't like them mm. by default. They probably got your number already. They probably do. <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so just, you know, if you have older family members who you feel like they might be more at risk, just reassure them about that. And any kind of threatening phone calls were like, oh, if you don't give us your social security number, you're going to jail. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're not. No, you see, I mean, I, it actually happened to me. I mean, I've had tons of those calls, uh, you know, because my number is like a public number anyway. And um, I always report them, every single one, to yeah. on the FCC website. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um, that's about it other than stay warm for these random cold snaps. Yeah, um, well, there was uh, a couple more things. What um, This nice little story. Ooh, nice of, stories. Um, there's a, uh, a couple called Curtis and Marcella Huff. Curtis Huff and Marcella Huff. Don't you love those names? That's nice. I like yeah. it. And uh, their farm is about seven miles or so uh, west of West Plains mm-hmm. and is now being designated by the University of Missouri, our campus here in town, as a century farm. What is a century so farm? So a century farm means that that farm has been in your family for 100 years or more. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Wonderful. And the reason they like to recognize these farms is because, in a way, if you think about it, they've been a source of food for the community for 100 years or more. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I guess the, the flip side to that is saying, you know, they haven't been turning in, they haven't been turned into houses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's still a producing farm. After 100 years. That's Aww. really quite an achievement. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Hammond Mill, they have a camp there, and they just got a $24,000 grant to improve the campsite there. Wonderful. And uh, have you been to Hammond Mill? I've never been to Hammond Mill. I've never been either. Oh, field trip. Yeah. Field trip for the It's for the It's show. meant to be beautiful. I've, I've heard. Yeah. I think it has a spring there. Down. Ooh, nice. Yes, the water is very, very clean. Also, uh, the Eleven Point Valley community, Eleven Point being another river here in in Howell County, has received a grant, and they're going to build a playground. 
Oh, so, okay, awesome. That's nice. And uh, that caught my eye as well because I know our city council has been building a lot of playgrounds in the last five years. And they've done an excellent job. I just want to commend them on that because the the old swings and roundabouts were all rusty and, you know, had looked abandoned and they've been replacing each one of the... We have lots of little parks in the suburbs. You know, it might just be like a, a swing set, a climbing frame, a roundabout, maybe a slide, nothing too fancy, but they replace it all with really colorful stuff and they put in the proper... Um, surface uh, you know that uh, protects you when you fall and yeah uh, it's i think it's made the suburbs in west plains look much much better yes yeah. agreed oh and at the civic center it from what i could read this is starting next week there's a home and garden exhibition there's a what oh okay yeah. there'll be about a hundred vendors there or so uh, everything to do with you know um what day? <laughs> well, it's supposed to start on Thursday this Ooh. coming week. But I looked on the Civic Center website and they have nothing, no no event listed. So I may need to call about that. Yeah, and I'll, we'll dig in. I'll post a link if I find out any, any more information. But yes, please. If not, you know, uh, give, the, give the Civic Center a call because that looks interesting. Yeah, I would like to go to that. Mm-hmm. I need to get some more hummingbird feeders. <laughs> <laughs> you do yes i have what two two okay. two right now or more okay <laughs> what they might know. have pretty ones in my mind for some reason i associate uh hummingbird feeders with houses owned by women that have lots of cats Okay, so you associate hummingbird feeders with women who have lots of cats. <laughs> I do have a few kitty cats. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I don't think it's a deranged amount, though. No, no, you're, you're, you're still an, at an acceptable level. Yes. I'll grant you that. I'm yes. not a crazy cat lady. No. I don't no. want any more. That's the thing. Is I, I didn't even want... Most of these, honestly, I just wanted Little Bit and Mitchy. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been in, have you ever been in a house that has like 20 cats? Thankfully, I have not. No, I I know, I know a house. So back in my 20s, you know, I worked for a flooring company and I got caught out once to help someone remove a carpet from one of their rooms. Oh. And it was a cat house. I was seriously at least 20 cats, if not more. And... I, I couldn't breathe in there, could not breathe, you know, ran in, pulled a bit of the carpet up, yanked open the windows, got some fresh air, yanked a bit more, uh, oh, did gosh. that job as fast as I could. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't have an issue like that. No, 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 no. No, you don't, no. no. I would like for them all to be outside, but the little, the two little girls need to get spayed. I'm not having more kittens. <laughs> So, um, what have you got for us this week? Okay, so I have these books Mm. here with us that I will... Big books, aren't they? Yes, they're actually decent sizes. Yeah. Um, I will post pictures about all of them. Okay. I will do that. Lovely. And the first one, I think, is probably the easiest to access for people. You can find them online at like Amazon and everything or wherever. It's called The Backyard Homestead, and it was... It's by Carleen Madigan. Okay. And this one has detailed pictures depending on the size 
of your property, and it specializes in small areas. Okay, yeah, I see. And, I mean, as small as like an eighth of an acre. Yeah, yeah. It, it wants... It's here to encourage people that have small yards like me. Yeah, it's got some really nice drawings in it. Yes, very Mm. good layout. Mm -hmm. And this little tiny excerpt that I will tell you guys about is estimating harvest. Now, this estimate is based on the quarter acre plan that they have. Mm -hmm. What she's estimating is that on your land, minus your house space, you can grow about... 50 pounds of wheat, 280 pounds of pork, 120 cartons of eggs. Now, that's cartons, not Like dozen? Yeah, 120 dozen eggs. About 100 pounds of honey, 25 to 75 pounds of nuts, depending on the species, 600 pounds of fruit, and if you're very... Um, aggressive about it and how intense you're harvesting and planting around 2,000 plus pounds of vegetables. Wow. Yes. And this book goes into great detail about the types of plants, what might be beneficial for a beginner, intermediate, more experienced problems you'll encounter. And for those of us who enjoy uh, a delicious brew, they even teach you how to grow the wheat that you can use to make your own beer. Nice. Yes. So it goes over all kinds of recipes, how to choose healthy animals, what to build for them with the uh, the cutouts and everything for coops and housing. Nice. So it's an excellent introduction. Yeah. And I, I love it. They even have like two or three other books, one about farm animals specifically, building projects, and kitchen know-how so if you're not great in the kitchen there's a big book about it that makes it easy to understand nice so a little promotion right there and that's all on a quarter acre a quarter acre yes yeah which is perfect because i mean most most houses in town are like on a quarter acre yeah mine is a little just shy of a quarter acre i think Mm -hmm. i can work with like an eighth of an acre yeah because the house and then the front yard has that big tree right a lot of shade right but that doesn't mean you can't edit it to make it work for you. And right, having those right. drawings really helps with layouts. Yeah. Now, these other two mm-hmm. um, is it's a two-volume situation right here. Now, these might be a little hard to find. Uh, it's The Lost Book of Remedies by Claude Davis and then The Lost Book of Ways. It's the fourth edition that I have. And there's several authors. There's a huge list of authors, but Claude Davis is the guy that put it together. Oh, I see. Now, the big book of Lost Ways talks about living off the land as raw as possible to the point of rainwater harvesting and how to make your own candles and glue out of pine resin. Oh, wow. Yes, and I didn't Mm. know you could do those things. Now... It also goes into a little bit of history about how Northern California Native Americans lived kind of semi-underground, too. So this is a real, we got to be super rugged, off-the-grid kind of stuff. Things that are fun to practice, you know, out in the woods or camping. Right, right. Good stuff on that. Now, in the Lost Book of Remedies, 
if you're already growing all your herbs and everything, or if you have access to dried ones, this gives you colored pictures, descriptions, scientific names of all the different types of plants you can use to, to make at-home remedies. Uh, one in particular I'm familiar with is golden seal. Mm. Now, I have personally used golden seal root powder, yeah, which is just ground, dried mm-hmm. and ground up golden seal root. I have used it to make a allergy tincture for my friend, who is a listener of the show, mm-hmm. in Georgia. Mm-hmm. She had severe allergies and now does very well. I mean, every now and then she'll have to take a little antihistamine, I'm sure, or wear a mask, but not to the. She's not going to swell up and die now. Right. I'm sorry, Camille. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. So those are excellent books. Yeah. Now, uh, this last one that I have, I cannot remember where it came from. I really feel like it came from Cracker Barrel, honestly. (laughs) And this book is just huge. It's called Country Wisdom and Know-How, Everything You Need to Know to Live Off the Land. And not only does it have copious amounts of recipes for almost everything it talks about gardening uh it has the general information for that uh different crafts you can do so if you find non-toxic native plants that are not endangered you can use them to make dyes and prints on a t-shirt there's uh, one for preserving, pickling, canning and distilling. Mm. Oh, wink. <laughs> Let's see, general cooking information, too, about, you know, making how to pair things properly and talks about chutneys, mm, chutneys delicious yeah. chutneys. It'll also, I saw one for pear chutney in there. Yes, there is one for mm. pear chutney. It also goes into animal care, not just livestock, but your cats and dogs, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. and Like milking cats? Milking cats. I'm sure that would go over very well. It talks about the different types of livestock, what their care requires, detailed information about, say, if you have ground pens that are on the ground or elevated pens, different types of equipment you can use to take care of your animals and layouts for plans. Nice. Oh, and uh, when I mentioned the chick days, there's also a natural laying hen diet listed in this book on page... 82. <laughs> I am very interested in that one. So, you know, making you don't your own chicken feed, laying hen chicken feed, so, laying hen, yeah, yeah it helps with them, the calcium in, mm-hmm, helps them lay more eggs and better. You, you basically, put more eggshells in, right? To an egg, well, not, not eggshells itself, but oh. um, limestone, oh, powdered. Oh, okay, yeah, and it gives you all the mix and everything. There's stuff in here that you don't normally see, such as taking care of horses. Building or renovating barns for horses. Oh, right. And all their care and the different types of tack. Mm. Small animals, like I said, cats, dogs, birds, and bats. Wow. And yeah, it covers a lot of things more that than is I everything could. you need to know. Yeah. And one of their little things is list resources, ingredients, tables, formulas, recipes in one complete practical volume, and they're not lying. And the text is tiny. The text is tiny. So if you have re- you need reading glasses, if you have a problem reading regular mm-hmm. size text, it is very small. Yeah. But because it's big, it's like twice the size of a eight and a half by eleven A four sheet of paper. It must yeah. be at least A five, I guess. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. 
And then, the, and then the, the, this, the, the type is tiny, really tiny. It's itty bitty. Was it like four point font? Mm-hmm. It's tiny font. Yeah. But I have actually used information out of these books to help myself and other people and better my uh, gardening and uh, animal processing, et cetera. Yeah. So if you're looking for a book to kind of supplement all the the ramblings that I have tossed out there, I recommend those. Nice, nice. Well, hopefully maybe over the next few weeks we can uh, dip into some of these books. And Absolutely. Like some of the things that really caught your eye or things that you've done, ref- uh, recipes that you followed, I don't know. Yes, absolutely. I would love to. Yeah. That's fantastic to me. Mm-hmm. I've made beef jerky out of the uh, Country Wisdom book. Oh, right. Yes. It turned I'd out like really well. I'd like to know well. how to do that because Abbott loves that. My five-year-old yeah. loves beef jerky. I yeah. think it's in three out of these four books. I mean, I like it too. It's a great snack. You know, it's just protein. Probably better than potato chips, really. I, yeah, it's actually better for you than potato chips. Yeah. But the stuff that you you buy, at the, I mean, it's usually on sale. I know it's on sale at lots of places, but it's usually at the gas station. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of pricey, I think, for what you get. It's also, not all of them, but a lot of them are packed with sugar, an incredible amount of sodium, and sometimes nitrates. Ooh. Yeah. We don't want nitrates, do we? No. You don't want the nitrites or the nitrates. Yeah. Or the nitrons. Nitrons. Yeah. If anything I could say to you guys is start with any one of those books. I think the easiest one to begin with is The Backyard Homestead by mm-hmm. Carlene Madigan. That's probably the most user-friendly to start with. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Well, look out for the links for that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'll post pictures. pictures. Yeah, I'll post pictures to those. Look at this. Talks about how to put up stone walls. Oh. Yes. I like that. Yes. I've built a stone wall before. You have? Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, we had one in the garden. Awesome. uh, It was like the best Lego puzzle ever. Oh, okay. Really? I've got plenty of stones in my yard. It's kind of like Tetris or, you know, like you have to find the right stone for the right place. It's all to do with, you know, and then you lose like sand or uh, dirt in between the stones to make sure they don't rock. Rock. (laughs) So the stones don't rock. Yeah, you don't want rocking (laughs) stones. You want sedentary stones. Well, um, I told you Britain is uh, suffering from a shortage of tomatoes and lettuce. Mm-hmm. So uh, their BLTs at the moment are just bacon butters. <laughs> One of the um, members of parliament, in all their wisdom, said that uh, maybe people should start, start eating more domestic vegetables like turnips. So turnip pizza, maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Spaghetti with uh, turnip sauce? I don't know. Um, The BBC also interviewed a turnip farmer who said it's not really profitable to grow turnips anymore in in the UK because, you know, the cost of of producing them and they are, uh, they can be a delicate vegetable to grow. So, um, you know, if you get too much rain, you know, they they can rot in the ground like potatoes. I've never grown turnips. I have grown kohlrabi though. Kohlrabi? Kohlrabi, yeah. It's not a turnip, but it's the closest thing to a turnip that I've grown. It's a tuba? Uh, it's a weird branch off from wild mustard. Uh, it has 
long stems with broad leaves on it, but at the bottom there's like a bulb. Hmm, okay. But the bulb doesn't grow underground. Oh. And you do have to peel the outer skin on it, and every recipe I've seen, they said, oh, it's like a really light-tasting turnip. Okay. I mean, with a lot of these vegetables, if you roast them, I think they, they, you know, you caramelize the sugars inside, they they all taste great. A little olive oil, salt, and pepper. Usually to, you know, it's all about the way you do it, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, it leads me on to my thought for the day, which is um, there's the compute. I'm talking about economics now, but there's a lot of confusion about um, imports and exports, right? Um, there's a there's a common misconception over there that if you are importing more than you're exporting, then somehow you're losing the trade war, right? Because they're making more money than you are, right? Because you're buying more than you're making, right? So they call that a trade imbalance, okay, or a trade deficit, okay. But the real the reality is, you're getting all their stuff, and they're not getting as much of your stuff. Right, so in real real terms, if you're the more you import, the more the better off you are because you've got more real resources. Again, it goes back to the underlying knowledge that the government can create all the money that it wants, right? So it can never run out of money. So it doesn't need to sell anything to anyone to make money. It it ha- it creates its own money, right? We don't we as a country don't need to export anything as an economy to make money because the money is created here so what you want to do is import the th- import as much as you can because then the people here um can do other things like right? grow 15 pounds of tomatoes in their backyard on in a pot well i'm coming <laughs> to that now obviously do you really want to rely on the rest of the world to import all your essential things you know like England, as I mentioned, imports over 70% of their food and over 50% of their energy. Now, I think that's dangerous because, as we've seen, if all the trade routes break down because there's a pandemic and the goods can't get to you, then you're kind of stuck. Yeah. So you got to balance I think, things. Had, always about balance, isn't yes. it? Always about balance. Now, the other misconception is that, oh, what, happened, what happens when you're importing a lot of things means that you're exporting jobs overseas. Have you ever heard that phrase? Yes. Yeah. Again, the government could employ everyone in, in America if they wanted to. And if you think about it, all the money that's in the national debt isn't really our debt. It's just money that the government hasn't taxed. So there's like thirty trillion dollars out there in in someone's hands in the public that hasn't been spent yet. Slackers. <laughs> or, or that hasn't been taxed yet, sorry. Slackers. So, you know, there's a lot of companies out there hoarding cash that could employ people if they wanted to, but obviously they choose not to because they value profit over like employing people and being good citizens. Greedy. So therefore again it the only person that can be the employer of last resort is the government because again they create the money and and they do the taxation they can employ everyone so i just want want to point this out because if there's anything i've learned certainly in like the last 15 years when it comes to economics is 
the money is just a, a method of scorekeeping, right? It's like, you know, it's like numbers on a cricket scoreboard or a baseball scoreboard. It, it you know, the, they never get to a point where they say, oh, um, we've run out of points, <laughs> right? And it's just the same. Um, in fact, you know, this goes back to um, really Adam, uh, Adam Smith in the late 1700s. And he noticed that one of the colonies, right, you guys, had, had <laughs> y'all sa- people, <laughs> had, had started a bank. Uh, I think it was in Virginia. Uh, they'd started a Virginia central bank and they were issuing money, paper money for the first time. And it had no promise on it to pay the bearer in gold if they returned it to the bank. It was oh. just, it was the first issuance, if you like, of purely paper money. But they imposed a tax on the local people, you know, something like property tax, right? So you had to pay it. Um, And how did you could only pay it in those Virginia dollars. So you had to do something to get Virginia dollars in order to pay your property tax. And so therefore the taxation is what gives money its value. Anyway, that's going off on a separate thing. The more important thing to realize is that money is just the scorekeeper when it comes to like a country, yeah. right? I know everyone likes to think about their own personal finances, but we're all like cogs in the system, essentially. But the the period people who, the government, the central bank who creates the money, they can create as much as they want, never run out, they can never go broke, they could employ everyone. And it's good for the country if they import as many things as possible because then you know, the people in this country don't have to do those jobs and they can do jobs that they prefer or um, <laughs> or don't, right? <laughs> the point being, but yes, they're with, the, with that one caveat that maybe you shouldn't import all your food. No, don't you import know? all your food. Um, similarly, you know, just a last little thought on this because I'm kind of in rant mode. The problem with Venezuela... Right, which often oh. which often gets talked about. Okay, um, they 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 uh, they could be one hundred percent self sufficient, right? They have, I mean, it's a great the climate is perfect for growing things. They used to export tons and tons of food, um, but when they discovered oil, unfortunately, what they did was they nationalized the uh, oil industry. They put in a lot of um, people who had affiliation with the government, so people that weren't really experts in oil refining. And so they didn't have the, the, the technical know-how how to export their, how to refine their, their oil. So they ended up having to export crude oil to places like America and then buy back the refined oil. <laughs> Venezuela also has other things going on that are less than savory too that aren't helping. Yeah, but underlying yeah. it is this terrible ma- management of the Very economy. Very bad. Very bad management. But the the one thing that always gets cited by people that don't really know what they're talking about is that uh, the problem with Venezuela is that they just started printing lots and lots of money, and that caused the hyperinflation. Well, no. The inflation is caused by the fact that they're exporting crude oil and buying back refined oil they're buying back their own refined oil because they don't have the know-how how to do it themselves and why do they why don't they because they kicked out all the experts and put in 
people who were loyal to the government. Yeah. Who don't really know what they're doing. It's just kind of similar thing happened in, in Russia, really. It's like a, you know? I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine, even though you don't know what you're doing. Right. And so, you know. Corruption. So this led to, you know, shortages and therefore inflation to the point where they had to start printing lots of money because people needed more money because the prices were going up and up. Mm-hmm. So the printing of money in that, like in a hyper inflation type of scenario is the result of the underlying shortages that are causing it's not the cause it's the it's the, like the symptom anyway there we go. <laughs> we're Just, gonna i know I'm gonna, I'm gonna calm down now but breathe like i said if i have one minute if i have one mission in life mm-hmm. it is to just get this point across yes yes all right yes. <laughs> breathe there you go okay breathe all right well anything else to add um no not that i'm aware of no not that i can think of okay well have a great week everyone have a good one i'll see you You've been listening to One Bloke Went to Moe.